Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. And a welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode 349. I'm your host, Blaine Putvey, and I'm joined now by my co-host, Matt Smith. Good evening. And Treg, the tight t-shirt, Wilson. Actually, it's pretty loose. This is a new shirt. Do, do you want to see what's on the back? It, it, yes. Does it say? Does the tag say medium? No. no this, <laughs> this, is, this is what it says on the back. <laughs> um where'd you get that that's awesome the guy i uh i work out with he, <laughs> he makes them him and his uh girlfriend make them and sell them oh that's good it's a, that's a spicy t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> depends on what you ate before <laughs> yeah uh for those who are just listening to the show <laughs> The t-shirt states, lift heavy, eat from behind. <laughs> eat donkey. <laughs> well, it's been, a, it's been a while since we've been uh, able to get on and record a show. Uh, everybody's super busy. Clearly, Matt, you are the big hero out of this trio. I do my damnedest. <laughs> No one could top the Air Force. Yeah. You guys are way up there. We do our best. <laughs> so, um, may as well just get into it. Uh, Absolutely. The first round is just about over. And I think I speak for all three of us when I say to the Leaf fans that we're friends with, uh, congratulations on finally seeing playoff round win raise the banner <laughs> start the parade yeah um i remember the others that are not our friends those uh, leaf fans that like trolling uh mentioning how winning the first round doesn't mean shit uh it's pointless yet somehow i was watching tv and there were fireworks being th- uh, thrown off in nathan phillips square seems like they thought it was a big deal I was told that if you don't win the Stanley Cup, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter if you go in the first round or if you go in the final round. If you don't win, it doesn't mean anything. That's what I was told by Leaf. It's not, I mean, I'm not talking about Jeremy Ridgewell or Alex Hobson or good buddies at offside. Those guys are reasonable. I'm talking about, you know, the unreasonable Leaf fans who, uh, you know, are just mad because we won that series against them and then went on to the Stanley cup final. So. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Now the second round, when it starts, as we record, it's Sunday, the 30th, uh, Boston and Florida are playing their seventh game right now. We're not going to know who Toronto is going to face off against, but they clearly have a favorite and that's the Florida Panthers. 
for some strange reason. I wonder why. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and our regular listeners uh, are probably asking themselves, well, Blaine, what the hell does all this matter? This is a Habs podcast. Well, Florida's uh, where Florida finishes makes a difference for the Canadians because they hold their first round pick this year. And if Florida is eliminated in the first two rounds, Montreal gets to pick 17th. It's the first two. Yeah, if they make the if they make the uh, the uh, conference finals, then it changes. Right, right. Because you're in the final four, you're one of the four final picks. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Bef- before that's just where you finish in the regular season, correct? Yeah. yeah. Right. That always confused because me of- how the playoffs, how that worked. Anyway, now I know. We haven't had to think about that for a couple of years now. Yeah. Then if you were. And then if you were a division champion, you occupy the next highest spots other than the last four. Right? Yeah. 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 It, it drops down. Right. Yeah. The standings picking, of whoever's left. Yeah. Yeah. We're picking four first to seventh, one or the other. Yeah. That's why for years. Somewhere Montreal, between one and seven. Yeah. That's why for years, Montreal always, always picked like 24, 25. Right. So. Yeah. 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 Really yeah, didn't work would, out for them. They yeah. would win the division and they do shit in the playoffs. Wow. And, uh, wow. Hey, oh, the most series wins in the playoffs for a Canadian team since the year 2000. Since yeah. the year 2010, actually. Yeah. 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 I think they said, and I think this is the year 2020. Yeah. <laughs> and they were talking about like win, wins by a goaltender in the last X amount of years and price is like second or third on the list. Veselowski's like obviously ran away with it other than this year. True. And no I mean, no comment. <laughs> let's be honest. Tampa really is run down. Like you mentioned earlier, Treg, they, they were pretty beat up. They were beat up. Uh, they're tired. I mean, Three years in a row, you go to the final. That's a lot of that's a lot of hockey, a yeah. lot of hockey. Considering you stop in what, almost in June, and then start hockey again in September, and then uh, two years ago uh, when they beat Montreal, it was even less. They yeah. they were done in August, and hockey started pretty much mid September. They had like a month off. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not taking away from what the Leafs did. The Leafs played very well. Like they played well in that series. They their penalty killing was good. Was good. Was good. The power play was good. Um, so I'm not taking away from the Leafs. I'm just saying that they didn't get. I don't think they got the best Tampa team. Is what I, I, I don't think. They they took advantage of what they had in front of them, and what was in front of them was a Tampa team that was kind of beat up. And I think I think Tampa's run is pretty much done now. Uh, they've they've paid a shitload in assets to bring in players. I mean, the Hagel trade, everybody thought it was an overpayment to get Hagel, but he's a 30-goal scorer. Yeah. So the, the two first-round picks and the prospects, all that stuff made sense. Yeah. The Tyler Genot trade. That was, uh, they, that was a bad one. Yeah, five yeah. picks in a prospect. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. So I'll first, play devil's at- oh, it's go ahead, a first. Bro. It's your first next year or second the year after. 
and then a third, fourth, and fifth this year, plus Cal plus Cal Foot. The first is a twenty twenty five. Yeah. Okay. The second's a twenty twenty four, and, and then, then it's the twenty three. Third, fourth, and fifth is all twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. And then Cal Foot, who was a former first round pick yeah. himself. Yeah. Now, don't get but, me wrong. Jeannot was a, a, they were looking for that type of player to yeah. fill in their bottom six, yeah. which I, I, I agree that was a need, yeah. but they really overpaid. And he was, but, and he was also not healthy when he got into the series. He came in as a necessity because um, that Isomont or how do you ever say his name? He got hurt in the first game, missed game two. And then when he was ready to go, he actually took his spot and was the better player. Hedman wasn't healthy. Stamkos wasn't healthy. Kucherov wasn't healthy. Yeah, lost Serenak in the first game. Serenak got lost in the first game. Yeah, that's the last game so. play like shit. Um, but for going back to Janot, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate there. They're all in to win. Yeah. So that's what they needed. Yeah. That's yeah. what they wanted. So that's why they spent the way they spent. They're like, yeah. we're throwing everything. We yes, it was an overpay, but if you kind of look at the overall picture. Agreed. It's what they got, what they wanted. Yep. And, and he's they didn't term, care what they and gave he's got up. T- and he's got term left on his contract, yep. et cetera. Right. So, and they didn't care what they gave up to get him because they aren't looking at drafting anywhere near the, no, whatever right. anyway. So. Right. But that's not, that's not where I was going with it though, because I agree you're all in, you're all in, you, you, you spend it. The thing is you basically shot your entire load this year you don't have anything really left that's enticing enough to bring in something to complete your team next season right no they're going to be mediocre i think by mediocre i mean they're going to make the playoffs but they're just gonna kind of hang around for the next two three seasons they're gonna be a very very good team where they they kind of but not great you know it's they're not going to compete for that first uh First spot, they might win a series here and there, but I think this is pretty much this was their this was their swan. They're going to be like Washington, basically the way Washington was before and after they won their cup. Like, yeah, we're okay, we're going to finish maybe top three in the division, but we're really not going to run away with anything. We may win a round, we may not. You know, if we get lucky or have just that magical run, sure we'll do it, but. Because I mean, yeah, the Bergevin. I'm not sure about, yeah, I, I'm not sure about the contract situation there, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, I give it two or three seasons, and they'll be in a rebuild. Right. The one guy that's probably not going to be back will be um, shit. I just slipped off my tongue. I don't know that guy. Who's what? What Killorn. position does he play? Kalorn. Yeah his his contract's up this season. Yeah. yeah, but I, I don't really think anyone else is is though. No one major anyway. No, everybody um, else is kind of. Uh, everyone else is all there. Term. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and Kalorin's going to be looking for a landing spot. Maybe he signs a you know like a a, a super cheap deal just to stay there. I, I can see that being done. They can just put no. him on LTIR yeah. until the playoffs, and then that's what he they do. Every year. That's what they that's what they do every year. It works. <laughs> it works for a lot of teams. True. Um, now moving from that to uh, another kind of touching of the Canadians, you know, to the side a bit. Uh, the former GM Mark Bergevin is now in the news as uh, apparently the Pittsburgh Penguins are kicking tires on his services. 
why not? I mean, love him or hate him, he was one of the winningest GMs Montreal's yep. had since Serge Savard. Mind you, he had the longest term. Don't get me right. wrong. Like he had the years for it, but he won uh, four divisions, two Eastern Conference finals, one Stanley Cup final, um, 400 point seasons. I think if the strike season you uh, averaged it out, I think that would have been a hundred point season if it was a full season. Um, mm. So he has success. Um, I don't think he's very good. He's good at trades. Don't think he's very good at building a contender. Um, I see. And here's the, here's the thing with him. I agree. He is very good at trades. He is not that good at building out uh, a development program or uh, leading a draft table. I mean, they, he's not the one making the final. Well, he was making the final decision, but he's not the head scout or anything. But nonetheless, um, he is not known for his draft and development plans. He's not known for building out an analytics department or a player development department. He's known for making trades. And what Pittsburgh needs right now if they're going to hire someone like him or him specifically is someone to take one last run with the core that they have there. So trades are basically the way to go. I think, uh, like I say, he, he had shit when he took over in 2013. 2013 and 2012, 2012, at the end of 2012. Going and by 2014, they were one injury away from going to the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, yeah. mind you, he had yeah. mind you, he had Carey Price, but True. Pittsburgh has Malkin, Latang, and Crosby. And yes, they're getting older, but yes, they're still putting Very pucks true. in the net yep. and 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 playing like superstars. Especially Sidney Crosby. I thought Sidney Crosby had a great season this year. Oh yeah. Um, so. If he can find, and he knows, you know what? He knows how to make a playoff team. He knows the people to put on the team that will be successful in a playoff series. Problem is, is those players aren't that great in an 82 game series of the regular season. Uh, Jonathan so, Drouin, future Pittsburgh Penguin. Hey, listen, Jonathan Drouin <laughs> is not a bad secondary scoring player. No, he's not. And he's going to help your power play. He's a great passer. He's a great setup guy. I thought he had an excellent season this season, considering um, yep. the injuries and the, yep. and the amount he played. And I don't care what anyone thinks. Bergevin is the reason why everyone hates on Druin, because he brought him in as the French superstar. He put his expectations way the hell up here, right? When all he's ever proven was that he was a player right here. Okay, I'll throw one more to you. Mike Hoffman, future trigger man of the Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yes. There we go. Get, yes. Now, if let's say that happens, that someone actually trades for Mike Hoffman, would that mean that the Canadians somehow got some kind of return or would they have to pay by padding, padding his, uh, padding him going out the door with a couple of pe- uh, draft picks for a team to take him? I think they pay. Probably. I agree. Probably a third. Jeff Petrie's coming back to Montreal. Dear God, no. <laughs> you know what? If, I wouldn't take a contract back. I would say, hey, no. I wouldn't give up a first. Don't get me wrong. No. Um, but I'll say, hey, I got Mike Hoffman. 
he's going to get you 15 to 20 goals. You know, he he has the shot on the power play. He didn't work out in Montreal because we had a shitty power play. Um, but he could work out for your team. Take his, was it four and a half or three and a half? Four and a half, I think. Four and a half. 4.25. Yeah. yeah. Take his 4.25 for the next year off our hands and we'll give you a second round pick in this year's draft. And I don't know, fair brother. I don't know. So, you know what I mean? A left-handed defenseman. Yeah, or a third round pick, or a third round pick in Mattias Norlander or something. I don't know something, right? I can see that. that that's they honestly get, what I would expect. They get rid of a contract. They free up three and a half million dollars, and they clear up a roster spot for a a young player or whatever they want to put in there. Because if Montreal's Actually, smart, they stay away from the free agent. They, I don't, I don't think they should sign any free agent unless they're filling in the bottom line and they really they don't have to they don't have to fill in anything they have people in laval that can cover them holes they did it all this year (laughs) now now, i mean the trading of hoffman out when you mentioned norlander and hoffman leaving that would open up two spots Mm -hmm. uh under the contracts which i think is a good plan especially when you mention all those young players you got some coming up for the first time. The Canadians have uh, 10 RFAs this season that they have to either sign or decide what the hell they're going to do with them. But I wouldn't say they have to stay away from UFAs altogether. I'm not saying they need them for the NHL. Oh, for Laval, need some, for sure. Exactly. Right. That's where they were. That's where they should be going. You don't need to worry about the NHL team. You've got plenty of players for that. But you want Laval to not just be competitive. You want them to really make a push because you want those young players to get that developmental time. Right. Well, and and that's why I said you stay away from the FA table unless you're signing, you know, someone for the two-way contracts. uh, Someone you know is going to pass through waivers and you can just bring them up when you need them. And then something like what they did with Richard and, uh, and uh, that defenseman there, uh, Bowie. And uh, although I think they got Bowie in the trade, Bill Zill. Um, those kind of guys. So, um, yeah, I'm all for that. But, I mean, if we're going to go into some – we all know what's probably going to happen in the off season. Do we? Uh, it, there's been rumors, whispers in the wind, nothing really in your face. Uh, <laughs> Carl Alsner's coming back. I heard – no, I heard Carlson from San Jose for Belzeal. And Huffman. I heard they ordered a Carlsbad beer posy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Pierre-Luc Dubois. Now, rumor that? has I've it. I've never heard of him before. Rumor has it Doc is the one that might be on the way. The, and if that's the case, nicks the deal right then and there. No, nope. I cannot. Done. I cannot believe that uh, Hughes would trade Doc to get Dubois. I can't see it. I just can't. I don't think Hughes really cares if he gets Dubois or not. And that's why. That's why I don't think Doc is going to be on the table. He made that big trade for Doc last draft day, and Doc has looked extremely good. He's a possession monster. You don't trade those guys away when you... He's just turned 22. You're not going to get And again, you can get Dubois for free if you wait an extra year. Maybe. 
And it, and it, but the thing is, if Dubois wants to go there, if Dubois really wants to go there, he comes back, he signs. Winnipeg's going to go through a lot of changes, right? When your coach comes out at the end of a series and talks the way that he does and talks about the leadership group, then you've got the leadership group come out saying they don't agree with how it was handled. And then the GM says, we're sticking with the coach, sticking with the coach (laughs) changes are going to happen. So whether that be Blake Wheeler, Mark Shifley, Nick Ehlers, Dubois not coming back uh, with an RFA status, et cetera. Halibuck Halibuck saying that he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild, et cetera. Changes are going to be made and it might drop the prices of some of these guys. So we'll see how it goes, but I, I have, kind of maintain the course if if Dubois wants to be there he holds the cards as a U as an as an RFA and can really ride this out to UFA status if he wants to or Montreal can be very aggressive sign him to uh, an offer sheet which he'll likely sign you give up say a first second or first second or whatever the hell the money's going to be if they match player can't be traded and then, I don't see them matching. To be honest with you, if they well, offer sheet them, well, why, why, then, I don't see them the, matching. Right? Then you get them for draft picks. Then you get them for As draft I picks. See the and, offer sheet would be the final yeah. uh, the final grasp. Right? But then you get they, them for draft picks. They would try right? to trade. But then, if you got, then you'd get them for draft picks. If he, they did match, he's stuck with that team for the rest of the year, can't be traded, and then all of a sudden he walks to, uh, he walks to the Canadians in free agency. And I stick with kind of shovel Dav, and I'll tell you why. Maurice for Maurice Richard, Paul Maurice, <laughs> Maurice left that team yep. because of the same thing that happened with bonus. Right. There was no pushback. The leadership right. line A left that team yep. because he said the dressing room was toxic and nobody right. was doing mm-hmm. anything to change it. Yep. Now everyone's going to go on about Dubois attitude. First of all, uh, Dubois, Tortorella was Dubois' coach in Columbus, yep. right? And he is not a Tortorella type player. Nope. I'll be honest. No. Like, I'll be honest. Do no is Dubois the, you know, two way center that's gonna play a hundred percent both ends? No, he's not. He's not right. Um, however, you know what? Phil Kessel isn't either. Yet I don't see anyone complaining about Phil Kessel's attitude, right? right? Why? Because he did, had a coach was like, "You do your thing, Phil." See ya, right? We know right. what you are. We know We're what you are. We're going to use you in that. Exactly. Right. Tortorella wasn't like that. Tortorella is you play the way I tell you to play, right? Or I'm fucking sitting you. Right. And I think that's his exact words. Yeah. Um. So then he leaves there because, of course, there's tension. I don't think it's his attitude. I think it's just the coach wasn't happy coaching him, and he wasn't happy being coached by the coach, right? Just like several other players on that Columbus team were in the same boat. Line A comes over for Dubois. Dubois walks into this toxic locker room and he's like, what the hell is this? Right? I don't want to be here. This is terrible. All of a sudden now he has an attitude problem. Right. Because he was in two situations that were not good. Even Line A didn't like Tortorella when he got there. Even Line A had issues with Tortorella. So it's not just Dubois. It's the situations he was in. Yeah. And you want to say he has an he's the next Druin 2.0? Well, then you have to, you never watch Druin or Dubois play because they're two totally different players. 
So they are. And, uh, and because so sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. And then and going with that kind of the toxicity in the locker room and everything, management group came in and stripped the captaincy from their captain, then went then went without a captain. And that was Wheeler, who was the first one to speak out about um how their head coach handled the uh the post-game interview. I mean, the rumors out of Winnipeg are that Wheeler and Shifley are the two worst guys in that dressing room and they run the dressing room. Right. It's basically yeah. what they say goes or right. get out so, of the So looking at it quickly, Wheeler, Shifley, Nita Ryder, who's not a big deal, but still at a $4 million cap, and um, Hellbuck all come up at the same time. That's why this summer is going to be a big summer in Winnipeg. And that's sure. why I think uh, with Dubois – the everything going on there, the obvious the fact that he wants to go to Montreal makes his value extremely low compared yeah. to what it could be. Absolutely. Other teams, yeah, sure. Other teams might trade to get him for that one year, knowing he's only going to stay there one year, but they're not giving up three first round picks. No. They're, no. You know, they'll give you a, a B B prospect and maybe a late first. Yeah. I would it. not I would not overpay for a player that I know wants to come. Exactly. So I don't see Montreal, and I said this before on our past shows. I don't see Montreal paying a whole lot for him. They don't Ken Hughes is going to say he wants to be here. You literally have one year left with him. Yeah. Right. Here, here's 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 my here's offer. what take I'm giving. Leave it. Yeah. Take yeah. it or leave it. Yeah. You can have our Florida Please. first yeah. pick, right? Sure. Or Calgary's pick next year if it's next year or whatever the stars align 20, for it to happen. Yeah. Or right. Pigeon and, flies into the moon, and we'll give you one of our. <laughs> Our B prospect, one of our B prospect left-handed defensemen, because we got right. shit, a shit ton of them. And guess what? You guys need a defenseman. So here right. you go. Take right. it or leave it. Oh, yeah. you know what? We need to get rid of money. Yeah. Uh, which one of these high price do you want our Mia back? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't well, think they need to, they don't need to give up the first and a, and a Harris and an Anderson, yeah. which I've said before, right? I, yeah. I'll, I'll admit that, but they, I don't think they need to give up that anymore. Yeah. They can give up one of those. Yeah, and throw throw uh, throw Morgan Barron in too. Guy's tough as shit. <laughs> we'll take Hellebuck, Dubois, and Barron, and we'll give you Huffman, a first round pick. Hey man, any and, guy, uh, we'll any guy that gets we'll cross jacked into a skate, <laughs> takes seventy five <laughs> stitches to his face, and comes back and finishes the game, he's a tough son of a bitch. I'll take him on my so, team any day. And he can play so with his brother. And he can play with his exactly. Brother. So that this this brings me to the the trade package of Ryder, Halak, and a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, this is a this is a guy who this is why you're not going to trade Kirby Doc for someone no. that is no. not going to be there very long. Right. And if if now don't get me wrong, if Dubois was someone that wanted to be in Winnipeg, he was ready to sign long term, and then a team showed up to try to take him away, you know, offer them a deal. Different story. Different story. His value is, is very high. He's a first line player, but the value gets knocked down a few pegs because he doesn't want to be there. And he only wants to go to one place. Supposedly. Right. While his agent just said Montreal was one of the teams that he would like to play with. That's what he's saying now. And then Dubois said, oh, this has been blowing way out of proportion. So why were you at the draft in Montreal thinking you were going to get traded to Montreal? 
at the draft of Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he looked very, very upset at the end of that first round. He, he did. Now, you know what? I I'll, I give or take Dubois. We get him, great. We don't get him. Yeah. I'm not that worried about it. I'm really not because right. I think right. our center position is going to be well, especially depending on who we draft this year. Um, you know, I, I like Doc playing center. I like Suzuki playing center. And you know what? I don't mind Dvorak as our third center. I really don't. Um, so do you need Dubois? No, I don't think you do. If you're, will if you're he make the team better? Country. Yeah, I think yeah. they will. And if you're going to move uh, a contract out, Dvorak, Dvorak. is another con. Yeah. Well, you don't need him anymore. Spot. If you get Dubois, yeah. you don't need and you and you're going to play Doc at center. You don't need Dvorak anymore. Although I don't see Dubois or Doc playing top nine. They, in my opinion, really they don't. get they get Dubois, Dubois, or if they get Dubois, um, Doc moves to the wing, or Dubois, or Dubois Possible. moves to the wing. I, I'd say Doc moves to the wing, and they and Take they make turns. that and they make that line of uh, Doc Suzuki Caulfield all over again. Oh, they got to put Pizzetta on that line so they can have the DDP line, or Pitlick, or someone with a P. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Patrick, Reddy. bring him back just Patrick to have Reddy. the DDP log. He is a free agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Until we find out D's DRNA. <laughs> hey, it hey, worked with Patrick. Yeah, it worked, it worked with Patrick. Yeah. What if they found a kid with the nickname Nuts? D's Nuts. D's Nuts. <laughs> My sack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. Oh no, they he got to play with Tuck, so it'd be Tuck my sack. <laughs> well, Tuck uh, has one more year at B at uh, BU. Yeah, yeah. So and there's that. I'm also gl- I'm also glad to hear Lane Hudson's playing another year in college. As he should. Yes. As he should. Yeah. He does. Yeah, he does need a little bit more time, just so he can grow a little bit more, add a little right. bit more size, some right. strength. It's a good. It's a good way to go. I mean, look what that's what they did with uh, Caulfield, and it turned right. out pretty good. Right. May you make the NHL or not? No. Not yet. Not yet. Bouillon, game, says, score, Bouillon score, says he has NHL material. Scored a game winner today. Habs are are low on right-handed defensemen. If he has a good camp, does he make the team? I still, I still think no. I still don't he, think so. He hasn't played enough games in the last couple of years. I still think I, he's a. T- I think they throw him in as a top four guy in Laval, let him play, and he's one of the first call ups. If uh, if all goes well and he's allowed to come to the league, I totally agree. I think he's going to be no matter how much of a camp he has. I think they're going to want to play in Laval just to get the minutes, get used to that. And I think he really needs to work on his defense. He does, especially yeah. at the speed at the professional level. Right. So. Yeah. I've just asked. I just thought I'd throw that out there. We're talking about off-season shit, so why not? No. And he's and, having a pretty uh, good uh, playoffs with London, so he is. Yeah, he's doing okay. I mean, he's you know he's only more than a point per game player. That's shitty Man. for a defenseman. Garbage. It's garbage. Um. And to finish it off, we we'll go back to that Florida pick. Like it, you mentioned Dubois. Be, that'd be a good asset to use in trading for him, but. If the Canadians were to hold on to it, 
And let's say a certain Russian slides down. Because rumor is that Mitchkov, while he may be a top two or top three skilled Alan. player in this yeah. draft, that Russian factor really will hurt him. Do you use that pick if Mitchkov's there? Uh, for sure. Yeah, I say you do. I they, mean, they, at- they, they, they can take the risk at this point. They had 11 draft picks this year. You can take that risk. You got a lot on the shelf. You, you, you can take that risk. If not, if you're, if, if, if not, there's going to be plenty, plenty of players that are going to drop just because of the uh, guys that would go normally probably in the top 10 are going to be available with this, with this pick and this draft because it is such a deep draft. I personally don't think Mitchkoff falls out of the top 10. I actually don't. I think one of the top 10 teams is going to take a chance on him. Especially a team that's not close to contending yet. Right. Um, I think the odds are greater that he does end up in North America than not. Yes. I mean, it'll still be three years, at least three years, but um, as a, if he does drop that far, it's a no brainer. You got to take him. There's just too much talent there and you're high enough in the draft and you have two, what, three second round picks, two, three second round picks coming up. Two. 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 Yeah. yeah. I I say you take him. I don't think he goes that far though. I don't think he drops that far. I think he slides to 12. I can see that. The Coyotes. I can see that. Where the Coyotes are picking. Yeah. Their second pick in the draft, uh, the Coyotes have. I I totally see that because there's still a team that want to tank and get another high pick. So you get that really high skill player who's going to take two to three years before he even shows up. And by then, you've got the new rink. Matthews is your captain. Everything's good. For me, I think it's for me. I think if it gets to, if it gets to uh, if if everything stays the same, Washington picks seven eight. I think that's where he goes. That that's why I was saying I don't think he drops ten because I think Washington's going to pick. Yeah, him I up think Washington pick him up. Maybe a team like Detroit takes a takes a ring at him, right? So, it, but if he does go to go to uh, Arizona, he'll look really good when they get to Houston. So right. Uh, right. Or Quebec, Kansas City, <laughs> or Atlanta, <laughs> or Atlanta oh. for the tenth time. Yeah, Jesus. Anyway, did you uh, want to? T- did you I, want to touch on the U18s a little bit? Not in this episode. I okay. think we've pretty much covered everything we're going to cover. We'll we'll get to that uh, in a later one. Uh, okay. Any final thoughts, Trey? If Atlanta gets a thirteen, they should be called the Thrashing at Flamers. Or the trashers, Ooh. the flashers. <laughs> uh no, no final thoughts. Just uh, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, drink your milk. That's all I gotta say, brother. And and eat what? <laughs> ass. Lift heavy, <laughs> eat ass, folks. Lift heavy, eat ass. Mm, so good, so classy. I love it. Matt, never, never, never said I was save, save the class. Save the class here. I, I got nothing after that. <laughs> I'll <laughs> say the only thing I'll say, obviously, is we're not touching on it. Um, because the uh, draft lottery is coming up uh, just over seven days from now, um, 
make sure you head on over and check out some of these uh these top prospects um a lot of them did very well at the u18s one shares my last name yeah and slap chris rock <laughs> i was just gonna say and <laughs> yeah, but keep your word keep his your his girlfriend's name out your mouth <laughs> yeah all i gotta say yeah so uh uh for me i'd just like to um Thank everybody for sticking with us, listening, uh, helping make us what we are so far uh, already. Uh, what and maybe we'll grow a little bit more, but just keep in mind that with the summer, with all the postings, as we're all still in the military, we're going to be uh, rather busy. So our regular routine of putting out two to three shows in a week, uh, we're gonna we're gonna be slowing down, as you guys noticed last week. Uh, we only had the one show. Uh, we're going to try and give you as many as we can through the summer, but we can't promise much. So please, please stay patient with us. Keep those emails coming. Keep those messages and DMs coming in. Uh, and remember, if you're talking about it, so are we. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. Had all, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.